Hello and welcome to the Tittle Pals Podcast, episode 137. Tonight, I'm joined by the amazing and illustrious, is that a word I can use here? Illustrious Tim, the Nintendo dad. I'll just take, I'll just take, you know, cool dude to hang out with. Cool dude to hang out with. We're going to be (laughs) working together to imagine who would fill the roles of the Triforce in other Nintendo series outside of Zelda. We're going to be talking that plus your community questions. We're doing all of that and more. Well, greetings, fellow Nintendo Pals. My name is Andros, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Nintendo Pals podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. And I am typically joined by my fellow Nintendo Pal, Micah. However, we're recording this episode. Micah is in the middle of moving. He does not have an internet set up and is, you know, transitioning. He's taking some of his sick leave. Uh, we don't pay him for that, but, you know, <laughs> what, what do you do? What do you do for that? So instead, we have brought in our good buddy who, what is fourth time coming on? We have Tim, the I Nintendo dad. <laughs> oh, returning guest, Tim. Welcome. Thanks for joining, Tim. Thanks for having me on. I'm, although I'm missing my uh, fellow Metroid Prime brother, uh, being on the show uh i'll just have to come on again when he's on so we can talk metroid you know oh yeah and and <laughs> i'm glad that you're here to cover for him because we're gonna we, we need someone to fill the triforce for the metroid series and i was like i don't want to do that that's that's not my special <laughs> i'll offend micah uh you will not though so that's that's I hope good not i, I hope <laughs> i hope i uh i hope he he agrees with my picks uh well tim just a second here. I I like to start every episode here with a random question. And I've been using this fancy random question generator. Okay. Let's see here. We've got... What app or website completely changed your life? Have you had a website or app completely change your life? An app or website that completely uh, changed my life. Wow, That's you and you and I have been around long enough to remember b- before apps. <laughs> I mean, just before. the invention of them changed my life. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, websites changed my life. Uh, can I just uh, well, just yeah. I mean, if I go all the way back to. When I was, well, I took a class here or there, but my friends were full on taking classes. I was part time, but I was working at Chrysler, as you do when you live in the uh, Motor City, where Mm -hmm. I'm from. Uh, You work in the factory when you come out of high school or something like that. So 
I went to technical school, then I went to the factory, but um, I went. I, the hours I worked allowed me to go hang out with my friends who were going to class during the day, and I would go hang out in the computer labs. So, and colleges had, obviously, dove into the internet world. So, for me, it was the uh, the chat rooms, the AOL chat rooms that were... <laughs> I was I was gonna say yeah those like those like original (laughs) chat rooms were were a big deal yes Uh, so those were that's where I got to find and meet a lot of people in the world beyond my you know little world here in the Detroit area that were like-minded people that were into you know some of the things that I was into like at the time probably D&D Nintendo games um playstation at the very beginning you know just talking about video games overall with people who grew up with that stuff in the same time as me you know so yeah those chat rooms were something else so that that changed my life for sure just internet in general (laughs) yeah i i i'm my answer is going to be kind of building in a similar similar vein i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna give two website apps that i think have had the most impact on on my life uh um one of those i think will be discord and and it's for the same reason it's 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 as an adult uh connecting with other people that are in not only connecting with my friends like my real life friends but connecting with brand new people that i've never met before to talk about video games to talk about nintendo and it's kind of facilitated these podcast communities that we're all <laughs> networking in and and are a part of i would right. i would not know you without discord tim i wouldn't, yes. wouldn't know you without it um but i think earlier than that i would probably say uh youtube youtube's probably one of the, the most impactful websites to to exist uh for a variety of reasons. One, it's completely eliminated for me, like all other forms of TV type entertainment. Um, but just the wide access to tutorials um, and the ability to make things. So I, I think from a creative standpoint, making stuff, because I've been putting stuff on YouTube since 2010. Uh, and like, it was just like a creative outlet, a place where I could do filmmaking. It wasn't really filmmaking, but like make things and, and share content things. creation. Yeah. You know, you're doing, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I, both of those are like involved in content creation, which is such a big part of, of my life at this point. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's why I, I, I'll say that those are, those are life changing apps. I would agree with YouTube because that is where I think I want to I want to say I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that's where I was introduced to podcasts, believe it or not, because uh, when I found out about podcasts, I wasn't on an Apple device, so I wasn't listening to podcasts through Apple's, you know, way of doing things, because I think they were the first ones to start podcasts. Um, But eventually that's how I researched and found the nintendo dads um when i started you know looking for and i've heard a lot of similar stories where people were like you know what i'm into video games nintendo i'm a dad uh what other shows are out there like that that cover that and lo and behold here's a nintendo dad so i started listening to them you know back in 
2016. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, obviously changed my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I would say some, similarly for me. I, I couldn't think of like a central place because podcasts you listen to on all these different right, platforms, right. but YouTube kind of is is a base where yes, that was happening on YouTube long before. Well, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't I don't know when podcasts originated, but it was happening right. more widespread on YouTube before podcasting took off in recent years. I think it's because of like when I found out about podcasts and I was researching it, came across it. I found that they had their YouTube channel, looked at it there. And then that's when I started looking at for Android, what podcast apps I could listen to them on. And honestly, I don't even remember which one I ended up on um, for Android because it was just, I think they had a whole bunch of them at the time, but um it was, I think YouTube was the main one where I was able to find them at. So, and of course, join them on their Facebook page. So, so Facebook's another Facebook's one. Facebook's another one. Yeah. 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 But nobody likes Facebook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was a good question. That was, that was interesting. Yeah, that's a good random question. Reminisce. Uh, well, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the episode, uh, I got I to gotta do what I do every single episode. Tim, do you know what we're doing here tonight? Uh, we're, we're talking. We're going to try to take over the world oh, of yes, Nintendo podcasts. Right. We're going to oh, try and take over the world. Question. <laughs> 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 I, so we had, uh, I, I had the AI uh chat gpt on as a guest a couple episodes back and i asked it what we were doing and it was like we're gonna be talking about nintendo <laughs> yes. I like i was like yes chat but first we're gonna be trying to take over the world the nintendo podcast we do that through five star reviews this is my five star review call out shout out call to action listen everybody everybody likes to skip ahead of these call to actions right like don't do that. Don't do that. You haven't left a five-star review. If you're skipping ahead and you haven't left us a five-star review, what's wrong with you? Head over to Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, Audible, uh, or any listening app where you can leave us a five-star review. If you do, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll give you a shout-out on the show at the start of the episode. We got three new five-star reviews this week. We shouted out in the last episode. And yeah, we, we only accept five out of five, as uh, Cam is pointing out in chat here. Yes. <laughs> Always five out of five. Yep. Anything uh, less, you can send it to the Nintendo dads. That's fine. We'll take we'll take the leftovers. <laughs> take the leftovers. <laughs> Go leave them a five star review, too. Uh, <laughs> it's a great it's a great show. Uh, they that show inspired this show to start. So like, if you leave us five stars, leave them six. That's that, that's how that's that's where we really should be going. Yes, uh, that's how it works in Justin's world too. But Tim, I I haven't even given you a chance to really like talk about what Tim Tim is joining us from the Nintendo Dads, uh, the podcast all about Nintendo and uh, fatherhood. <laughs> the similar slogan yes. to what we have here. Uh, <laughs> So, Tim, why, why don't you tell for those listening that maybe haven't checked out your show? Because I, I think back in the back when we first started, the Venn diagram between our shows was a circle. But I think as 
as we've grown, we've we've picked up a bunch of listeners that probably haven't heard of your show before. So yeah, for sure. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. I would say that uh, we're probably getting close to being the, the uh, Nintendo grandpas soon. So <laughs> that's why. <laughs> That was that was that was my I I call I called you guys that on our on my last guest I I felt I felt well, bad but though. I knew I knew no, it was, seriously uh, we, uh, good spirits good been spirits doing it for we're getting was it nine years now we're on maybe ten soon next year but uh, uh for ten years of podcasting doing Nintendo stuff and talking from a dad's perspective basically because we grew up on Nintendo stuff just like you guys. And wanted to share it with our kids and uh, share it with the world. So um, now it's a matter of we're now getting into where our kids are in their teens or moved out um, and kind of dealing with life from that perspective, as well as still, you know, when when we get dads with the younger kids like yourselves, you know, reminding us back in those days what it was like to be a dad trying a video game. You know, it's still those, it's, <laughs> you know, you know, that's that's what it's like. <laughs> you find ways, you find ways. Right. So that's what we tried to do all through these 10 years, I'll just say, of trying to share our experiences of trying to be gamers while being dads, sharing our experiences with our kids so that we can game with them, but also sharing there's times where we want the game, you know, have time to ourselves to game those, especially those games that you probably shouldn't play in front of your kids. So. Uh, but yeah, we're in the Nintendo dads. Um, we're all over the social medias. You can probably search up Nintendo dads and then find us wherever you hang out the most. Um, and, but you can always go to nintendodads.org to see all of our stuff. So, and yeah. I'm just the fourth dad. Uh, I call myself just the fourth dad. N- Nintendo dad. Number four, <laughs> uh, Tim, Tim, you, you were, you were the last of the hosts to join as a mainline host, but you've been doing it now for how, how long has it, it's been? Many I came years. in in 2017 to do backend work. Cause the, you know, we had the main dads up front. I was helping move to a bigger community and be the community manager late in 2017 um and then eventually i joined the uh, being nintendo dad on the show in 2018 late 2018 i think um for sure 2019 and then uh sam says you're the third dad to me tim (laughs) (laughs) you all are you all are the third dad (laughs) i'm the third strongest dad so Uh, are the others (laughs) yeah sam yeah Yeah. yeah, you've been You've been on uh, as as a main host for for a long time, so so don't don't listen to him when he says, "Oh, I'm the I'm just the fourth dad." He he runs he manages the community and does a ton of work. You guys all do a lot of work <laughs> over there, so it's a great oh, the, the other dads great uh, community. Tell them I do dictatorship there. I, I boss them around and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great community, uh, one that I am proudly a part of. I'm I'm not as active in the Discord as I as I wish I could be, but it's 
I, I listen to their their podcast regularly. You and I are it. both in the same boat where we both wish we could be actively involved in both of our communities. But I understand, you know, it takes a lot of effort to run your own community. So yeah. and to be yeah, and to be <laughs> and active to do your own podcast and to be yes. active in I mean, how many friends we got in the podcasting space? I mean, you guys alone have like. I don't know how many podcasts to listen to at this point <laughs> between, you know, you got Nintendo Dads, Dads After Dark, you got um, Game Pass News. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Our own family podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. Who, who else am I missing? Well, Retro Logic is part of the family. And, and then family. Retro Logic has family yeah. podcasts. They have their own family podcast, too. So A podcast family tree over there. Yep. And we yeah. have every now and then, you know, some of the dads get together to cover PlayStation, but we don't have anything officially for PlayStation yet. And then so. you you also host a monthly roundtable. Well, we call it the table now because we do it twice a month now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have, you have the table for breakfast, dinner, yep. or whatever time it is breakfast where you are. Breakfast table and the dinner table. Because it's a worldwide community. Yes. It's it's really cool and really great guys over there. I, I'm a, a big fan of their community. Um. Well, Tim, why don't we jump into, uh, speaking of the table, why don't we jump into the first segment of our show here, and that is Whatcha Making? So, Tim, this is uh, this is the segment, uh, a fairly new segment to our show here, and this wasn't here last time you guessed it on. Uh, this is where you can highlight anything, you're, any projects you're working on that you want to highlight, anything you're making or doing in the oh, anything. Oh, okay. I thought it was something you were to ask about something in Jamaica. No, no, no. Whatcha making? Not whatcha making. <laughs> Great. Sorry. <laughs> I had to put in a dad joke. Come on. So good. <laughs> uh, so actually, this guy, I can answer this in this section here because uh, Sam asked what Tim, but Tim is on Film Logic. So Film Logic is another uh, thing from the Retro Logic uh, family of podcasts. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on just a second. I just realized that you being on Film Logic and you being the Nintendo Dad. So Nintendo Dads has Retro Logic as one of their kids. Retro Logic has Film Logic as one of their kids. You're your own grandpa. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what Sam just said. Tim is his own grandpa confirmed. Yes. Oh, oh I didn't even see that. Did I get, <laughs> Sam, oh man. We're on the same wavelength. We're on the same wavelength, Sam. <laughs> no, it was like I was. Through the end of last year, I was on it a lot more. I haven't been on a, a recent episode this this year because of uh, time-wise. I haven't been able to dedicate enough time to be able to be on the, their show this year so far. I hope to be back on it because um, I love talking about movies I've seen or shows I've seen too. But I just haven't had time to watch any of that kind of stuff either. So Right. But they it's mainly Mike and... Um, um, Eston on there talking about films and then they, solo and then, something for those yes, those listening something. no I mean, solo Preston is. will join in on that too so Preston's been on several times mm -hmm. um there's a couple other people that are on there but uh they're do they're doing better than me so because of time wise so so that that answers hopefully Sam's question on that so I'm more of a guest I make a guest appearances on that show for film logic so uh, but what I've been working on content wise, what have I been making? Um, mainly just trying to stream when I can for the Nintendo dads, you know, streaming some games, especially because Nintendo has been more involved with us. Some ways positive, some ways negative, <laughs> believe it or not. 
um but it's more on the positive side so we whenever obviously when nintendo comes knocking saying hey you know here's a game we want to make sure we share that game because they gave us code for it so and that would be fire emblem engage that's what i've been mainly playing uh they did give us metroid prime engage uh uh, engage metroid prime engage (laughs) metroid prime Prime remastered (laughs) my mind's going all over the place um I did a first look on that and I think somebody else also did a, a video of that, but I'll be jumping into that game more so after I'm done with engage. Cause I'm still playing it. Uh, but that's what I've been working on. In fact, hopefully I'll be able to play a little bit tonight before uh, things before I shut down. So, but as far as other content goes, um, I finished a video that we just posted maybe a couple weeks ago where it was the community saying how they found the Nintendo dads. Cause you know how it goes. We need, you need that video to kind of show people who are new to the channel. Mm-hmm. Hey, why should I subscribe to this channel or why should I become a Patreon or why should I do this or that? We didn't have anything like that or anything recent like that. So I made a I clip a for that. I think is it in, is it? Did it make it? I don't know if I submitted it. I don't know. It. Did you make one for that? It was, I don't a, it was a while ago if, it, if, if I did. Yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of videos submitted uh, last year for that. And I, I think you and Drew talked about doing one, but your time commit, you guys had a time commitment issue, mm, I think. Yeah. So you guys weren't able to submit one. Sad. So, uh, but that was a lot of fun to create that. Like you said, content creation is fun, especially when you can find the time to do it. Yep. So um, as far as anything new goes, I I have a lot of ideas, but I just haven't started anything yet. That's well, about it. Well, for me. How about you? What are you working on? I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff. So my YouTube <laughs> my YouTube channel is doing awesome right now. I, I'm posting shorts up there every weekday. Uh, shorts being 60 second or longer clips, not pictures of my pants um (laughs) this is and and it's like every short i post uh my subscriber count goes up just a little bit more Uh, it's like pick up a handful of subscribers each time and i'm getting lots of positive feedback lots of comments that are like uh this channel's so underrated wow super underrated and those always make me happy. I appreciate everybody who, everybody who does that. It's very positive. Um, but at the same time, shorts are so fun for sure. It's like at the same time, why, 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 why am I so underrated? Come on, YouTube. Let's (laughs) these people like it. Show it to more people. There's Uh, gonna, you just wait. There's going to be that, that one thing you least suspect that will just blow up. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you'll, just be just be prepared for that because when it blows up, you got to be ready to scale. Yep. So, and that's that's sort of how I'm building the YouTube channel right now, right? right. So so it's very uh, bingeable YouTube channel content. So uh, the the videos are all very. I don't have a ton of videos on there, uh, but they are very high quality videos. So hopefully, if someone if it funnels into the channel, they'll be seeing, ah, this, 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 and it can just move from one thing to the next. Uh, 
nice. I, I think I, probably a little different than how you guys approach your YouTube channel, where you guys are are trying to get out as many things because your your channel is very focused on reviews, uh, and yeah. ga- game reviews. So you guys are just trying to hit everything and get the get that in there so you have a review up. Uh, as fast as possible like that's all a speed game a quantity and a speed game that's just how that type of content works right Uh, and then we're we're also looking at you're doing shorts we're looking at them we've toyed around with them um, but we're looking at ways to maximize Mm -hmm. that by taking some of the content like some of the things that we do in uh, either in our streams or our show when we're recording the podcast and doing some quick shorts from that uh, we've toyed, toyed around with that, but we're we're probably something you've already done, but we're t- looking at ways of making it uh, a, a scalable process. So um, so that's what, what we're working on right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's an interesting side of things. So I'll, I, I won't like jump too much into this. Maybe maybe if you have time, we can hang around, and talk about this in like a post show type thing. Post show. Uh, yes. <laughs> but f- specifically right now uh our content manager muggles moo fantastic content manager uh, hey, i know her is working on a video uh editing down the pokemon ai invasion stream and i am working on the mario bros ai invasion stream so hopefully both of those will be ready and coming in the next few weeks and in addition to that i've got a whole bunch of stream ideas up and coming the next one that I'm like pretty excited about trying to do is Pokemon, but I surprise trade my whole team each gym. So it's like randomized Pokemon essentially for uh, Scarlet, Pokemon Scarlet or Violet. I have both. So I, can play with Ooh, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Uh, so I'll probably be giving that one a try. Uh, and then I've been working very specifically on shorts content. I made, uh, I've been done several streams where it's like, speedy challenges lots of speed running stuff so excited for all that check yeah, out the like youtube the, channel i like those 30 second challenges you were doing the other night from yeah. your uh, community the ones that, that was... took two plus hours to set up per <laughs> 30 second clip or you had it was like you had to research <laughs> some of them like what was the other one what was one i watched all the way through it was the uh oh it was the challenge was create and publish a uh mario course yeah, Mario Maker uh, level. Mario Maker level. And you were like, uh, I don't think that can be done in 30 seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that it, was pretty funny. I did it. I was, I was, I was, that, that was crazy. So it's like, you just have to make the level as fast as possible. Oh, oh yeah, that, that one, that one was fun. Uh, it, yeah, that's great streams over there. So, yeah, definitely check out the, the Twitch channel if, you, if you're out there listening to haven't already. Uh well that's what I'm making so why don't we head into the first uh well, second I, I always I always think of this as not the first segment for some reason because I'm just talking about the stuff I'm working on the second segment of our show let's go to the community corner all right in the community corner we ask you to ask us questions submit questions and topics for us to discuss so we have our first question here from Presto the magnificent. What was the best game that came out in 2012? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm that. very I'm very prepared for this. I I am so prepared. I'm probably overly prepared cuz I got I got 
four of them, one from each system I had in 2012. Okay. 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 That's fair. Micah comes in here and he's like, I've got 10 games from the GameCube that year. I'm like, Micah, that doesn't know. Pick a favorite. Pick one. Yes. All right. What is your, I'll, I'll let you go first then. What, what do you got? You okay. had four systems in 2012? I was very blessed. Yes. So, <laughs> um, because there was, it was at a time when I was able to, I was able to have, I've for a long time I've had a Nintendo system for the family and then I had a PlayStation for usually just me uh, um for you know the more mature games after the mm-hmm. kids have gone to bed. I always love handheld gaming so I was very blessed in being able to have a 3DS and a PS Vita at the time. Oh. So yeah, I had I a PS3, a 3DS, a PS Vita and a Wii U. My cousin had a Vita that I got to play on. That man, yeah, that what a time that was. Yes, it was. And when when that question came up, uh, I went and looked and back at the, the libraries back then. I was like, oh yeah, there were some good games I played on those systems. So that's why I couldn't narrow it down to one. <laughs> yeah, it was like one for each system I can do. Yeah. So, but uh, my first one, I will. Um, I'm afraid this will take away yours, so I'm going to skip this one and wait and just say, yeah, I agree. So, but I'm going to start with PS3. The game is Journey. Okay, yeah, Journey, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Journey was, blew my mind, just as simple as it was, just, and, you know, some people don't get into games where it's more visual and there's no narration or anything like that. You kind of you're making the story based on the visuals and what it's telling you from the visuals. This is that type of game. And one of the things I still want to this day is the scarf that you have in, in the journey game, which kind of like the length of that scarf was, um, basically, I think if I remember correctly, your life or kind of like what you learned over that pat your journey, it grew longer and longer. And then you could eventually become, you know, your scarf became, I don't know what word to use, but basically you became a, uh, enlightened. So in fact, your color of your, your whole outfit could change, like eventually white, I think it was, if you got, if you got the, all of the things you needed for the scarf. So just, I played that a couple times. I think a hundred percent of it. I don't believe it had at the time a platinum. I don't think platinum was a time was a thing at the time platinum trophy uh uh but journey was definitely my favorite on the ps3 yeah that's a that's a good game i like it i like it good pick thank you um uh, or what so you got ps3 you're you're skipping one for uh, what system are I'm you skipping? I'm skipping the wii u one because i'm i think it's probably oh, going to okay. be the same yeah, one you pro- have it's pro- probably then <laughs> <clears throat> so right. um you want me to go you want me to do a couple more sure yeah or all right so i like that's ps3 next two are going to be for the handhelds i had 3ds okay kid icarus and uprising kid icarus uprising that was going to be my honorable mention we have the sa- right. i think we have the same picks <laughs> <laughs> so yep just that game you know as cramped as my hands were playing on the 3ds that game i loved that game especially i was all in on all the cards um 
it's one I don't have very many regrets when it comes to things I had to get rid of. That is one I regret having to get rid of that game with all the cards. I had a ton of cards um, for that game. I got rid of it to get some money for the next thing, I think. So because um, that's, you know, in order for me to afford those other things, I had to kind of sell some some of those games or whatever. So I do have one pack of Kid Icarus Uprising cards i have not opened because it came in a magazine that i didn't a nintendo power magazine i didn't open the package for so which is really cool so you're just gonna <laughs> leave it you're gonna leave it unopened it's just unopened yeah i could just like look at it collectors collectors item it's, there i think the the nintendo power was the second to last nintendo power magazine and it had the uprising pack in it uh so but Phenomenal game, and I, I always hope and wish that it does come to the Switch. I agree. I agree. That's a good pick. And then my PS Vita one is... Um, uh, I actually am kind of back and forth on two games. So, But I'll say Gravity Rush is the number one game there. That I It was different 2000, mechanics. 2012 was, uh, was a good year. <laughs> now, and, that I'm, now that you're mentioning yes. all these games, I'm like, oh yeah, it was a good year. The character and uh, and the mechanics of the game using gravity and eventually gaining powers as you move through the game um, just was different and unique enough for me to just, like I said, that would probably be my number one game for the Vita, for sure. My runner-up or honorable mention is Super Stardust Delta, which is a twin-stick spherical shooter. Um which I was actually researching to see if there's anything like it on the Switch, and no, there's not. There was one on the 3DS that was pretty similar, which was Nano Wars, I think it was called, or something like that, that I really liked too. But uh, Gravity Rush is my number one on the Vita. So those were all my best games of 2012 on those systems and i'll leave the last one wii u for you <laughs> yeah my, my my best game that released in 2012 bar aside like aside kid icarus uprising which is definitely my favorite 3ds title um nintendo land for the wii u yes that's the best game that's <laughs> game yeah i was like well that's that's the that that's it that's the winner one of the best games ever made, a uh, really great party game, and a great uh, pack-in game with the Wii U. Really yes. showed off the Wii U's hardware and capability of asynchronous gameplay. So, yeah. Most fun game was used in our house, for sure. Yeah. In fact, we... I have it sitting over there. It doesn't work anymore, unfortunately, so I'm hoping to get a something I haven't didn't think I would have to get, but one of those DVD cleaners. <laughs> You know, to see if yeah, I can like kind of repair the, put, the put disc. the CD in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. So the, yeah. the game itself doesn't work. It's pretty yes. cheap. If you go to like a GameStop, you could probably get a replacement. Pretty cheap. Because it was so, mm. it's it's the most available Wii U game. <laughs> True. Oh. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for that just in case I don't get it. But um, we have so many disc games too. It's like, I, it probably wouldn't hurt to have it. So uh, one of those disc repair systems or something. Presto, thanks so much for asking the question. Best game from 2012. Uh, let me move on to the next question here from I Can't See in Discord who asks, uh, how does the weapon degradation, de- is that how you say that? De- 
degrading okay. degradation in Breath of the Wild compared to that of other games that you've played. How do you feel about it, Tim? I don't know um, if this is a hot take or not, uh, but I can't stand the weapon degradation in Breath of the Wild. That no, that's the how most only thing I did not like in that game. That's that's how most uh, people feel about it. Uh, I, I am the weird one that likes it. <laughs> see it I, I i basically got over it obviously when i finally beat the game last year but i found it more enjoyable when you can repair your weapons like i could when i played outer worlds um because those weapons degrade as well but if i have the you know the right parts and the right amount of money or currency i was able to you know, either upgrade the weapon or repair it and keep it going. So if I had a favorite one that I was using, I just made sure I got to a point where I could repair it or stop using it before it blew up or something. That's what I wish Breath of the Wild had was a, an ability to repair it with, you know, those monster parts. Even, you know, you collect yeah. those monster parts. Be, why can't I repair my weapon or uh um, or even, you know, be able to get other parts and upgrade. I have a sneaky suspicion that maybe Tears of the Kingdom will allow that, but... Uh, it looks like there's some crafting, right? Yeah. Because they like... definitely were, like, building the vehicles. That's, that's like, confirmed. I watched the, you know, the, like, frame-by-frame frame breakdown of the trailer, and they, like, show uh, Link pulling the tire, and you can see the parts that then he shows he's riding a car. You know, like, like, yes, that that appears to be built. So, yes, maybe. I agree with you. I think that that would be a good a good off side to the mechanic. Right. One of the reasons that it is in there and why I kind of like it is because it forces you to adapt to using lots of weapons and not just relying on your favorite weapons, which I think tends to happen in games where that isn't present. Right. That's a good point. So it, it makes you try all the weapons, essentially. But I yeah. can, like that has pros and cons, right? Like I think late game, it's just kind of irritating. Like, okay, well, I, I have tried all the weapons, and I just want the ones that are really good to be able to have. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. This is how I feel about it. I, I'm, I, I don't think it's a bad design uh because it it serves the purpose of of making you adapt and and learn new new uh weapon types yeah how to get good fair. that's a fair point but i i agree with tim that i i think i think being able to repair them would be a, a nice improvement or to like see the degradation and that that would be nice it would yeah I think that would be that'd be nice. I mean, now now that you point that out, though, too, I did learn about a, di a lot of different weapons that I liked and tried out and a few that I hung up in the wall of my house because I liked them. There's no <laughs> lot, honestly, uh, yeah. like going through and playing it more because I play that game all the time for for my uh, no, YouTube really? channel. <laughs> uh, but every time I'm like, man, this sword's cool looking. Uh, they've yeah. got like specialized ones for Zora, Gorons. Uh, Rito, like everybody has their like, right. they change a lot depending on the region. There's, there's all sorts of 
interesting stuff you do that i always loved it when i stumbled upon something i didn't know about and was like oh what is this sword why is it on fire you know or whatever yeah <laughs> so and, and like, cool and you know you're talking about you're talking about repairing i i kind of wish you could upgrade the weapons as well yeah because you know, because some of them yep. just end up being obsolete in endgame Right, because it's just like this is too weak. You can't do much with it. So it'd be it'd be nice if you could. There's like forges or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Go to and do stuff. That's why I was thinking like if you had a a weapon that you can upgrade because you can make elixirs with monster parts. Why can't you upgrade it? You know, like like I like that fire sword. I forget Mm -hmm. what it's called, but maybe what if you found the base sword and then you crossed it with the you enchant it lizard. Uh, tail and then it just becomes the Minecraft. Sword. That's what we're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're making here. Uh, yeah, that would, that would that would actually be pretty fun. That would be pretty cool. Uh, thank you so much for the question. Uh, I can't see. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. This comes from AI Purple Riolu, aka Purple Riolu consulted Chat GPT, and then was like, "These questions are interesting. I want you guys to answer it." So. Uh, first question is what are some of the most innovative and creative gameplay mechanics that Nintendo has introduced over the years and how have they influenced game design in general this is a big question this is a big question because Nintendo is typically like the trendsetter for for game mechanics mm-hmm. I, like they they typically come in and, and do genre defining things uh like like look at mario and platforming mario in 3d zelda and uh adventure games the third person action right i mean yeah they 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 do a lot with that um i think the biggest thing for me is nintendo really builds to their hardware and they are the masters of that and that's just from years and years of being in the industry and from their right. roots of being a toy company, right? Like they, they make a thing. Yes. Uh, and like with the, Wii, you see that, right? You see, you see all of the design around the waggle and, and using the remote. <laughs> That's funny. Pointer. That's one of the terms I used in, in my response to this question. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you have a, you have a written response. Yeah, yeah, All I right. got, th- you got three notes things here that I side. called out. So, like, you call it the waggle, right? So, mm-hmm. the Wii, just coming out with the, it was just basically an enhanced GameCube, but they put all their money and effort into the controller, which was so simple. You know, it was just one major button, which was the A button. Then you had one and two. So when you turned it sideways, you could play simple games. But it was the waggle. It was the you know the Wiimote motion of things you know to almost one for one motion um to be able to play and everybody's dream of playing you know a lightsaber game and all that kind of stuff yeah so just as simple as that it's wild i mean i think the Wii gets a lot of grief from from gamers from from us pro gamers because it was very much appealing to a casual market but it really set the stage for a lot with with it did exactly what they wanted to do it was to reach a wider audience not just the gamer yes 
it ticked off a lot of uh, <laughs> hardcore gamers, you know, who wanted to wanted Nintendo to grow up with them. Essentially, I was one of them. I wanted Nintendo to grow up with up with me and give me a hardcore Mario game. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you learn that that's Nintendo's Nintendo. They are still going to cater to the same age group that we were when we started playing Nintendo games. So, um, and that's why I've always, that's why I gravitated to also including PlayStation in my, yeah, you know, gaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I enjoy Nintendo's uh, innovations over the years for sure. And that's what I look forward to as a gamer. And if I, if, if whenever I can afford it, I will always have a Nintendo system um, in my hands. So because of that speaking of in your hands i think that's another huge point to talk about here handheld gaming nintendo pioneered handheld gaming yes like they 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 not only like started it and and got it like big they continue to be the dominating force regardless of the quote on like quote underpowered versions of of, <laughs> of the system Yes. They just dominate because they they know how to do handheld gaming. Right. Well, I mean, just look at the two systems I mentioned earlier, 3DS and Vita. Everybody was like, Vita's going to kill Nintendo and their handheld, right? And it didn't because they were just... <laughs> yeah. It didn't. Yep. So as much as... And I liked having both. Again, it was like I could I could have survived on just having handheld systems if I couldn't have the home consoles too because both those systems did what I needed it to do. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Sony didn't see it that way. Um, and they just dropped it. Yeah. I, so. yeah, I, uh, for one was definitely more of a handheld gamer for the Nintendo generations from super Nintendo till the Wii. Uh, and, and I think it's just cause it was less expensive. So that's what, that's what, <laughs> yes. what my, that's what my parents got for us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and that, that's just, yeah. So it's, uh, a lot of great games and and it was all built for that portable gaming hardware and they designed to that hardware so well and that's what yes. that's why the switch is so successful i mean people go like it oh does it really count because it's combining the two markets like yeah it, it it's the handheld side of it is such a good feature we were talking earlier you know talking about dad life it's so nice to be able to play the game on the yes. go and yes to have something you can play on the couch while mm -hmm. while other people are using the tv it's just brilliant design brilliant design yep. road trips for the kids the switch is a lifesaver yes good good time yep and then like you said the and in handheld they innovated a lot over the years and one of the features that i really liked a lot of people call it a gimmick but um I enjoyed the gimmick and that was especially shown in Phantom Hourglass on the DS when you had to basically draw a point on the touchscreen, close your DS oh, oh, and yeah, then it was... transferred it to, you know, transferred it to the top screen and you like open a stamp. it back up and there it is. Yes. That's that was a... so cool, you know, to do that. And I think if I remember correctly, I stumbled upon it because I was like, I did something and I was like, okay, I did it. Now what? And then I was like, okay, I need to take a break. So I closed it to put in sleep mode and then I 
did something, came back and was like, and it showed, it, you know, did its thing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so cool. Stuff, little stuff like that that Nintendo does for sure. Yeah. Any other points you want to um, highlight before we move on to the next question? Uh, just you called it out the the Mario sixty four you know the innovation with the controller mm-hmm. controlling um, and the game itself con- in controlling Mario started the whole joystick thing. So yeah, they pi- uh, they pioneered the three D gaming. Thumbstick. Not everybody successfully moved from two D to three D. Look at mm-hmm. Sonic! Look at Sonic! All right, <laughs> look at look at Sonic the Hedgehog, and the 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 struggles to move to 3D, where right. it was seamless for Mario, it was seamless for Zelda, and I I think just Nintendo knew how to utilize that new tech. Right. Yep. Yeah. And All right. Where we are today, thankfully for for them. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, next question here, and this is the last question we've got on our list to talk about here. What role does nostalgia play in Nintendo's success, and how has the company balanced appealing its core audience while also attracting new fans? What do you got for well, this one, Tim? Nostalgia for us is is huge because we were there for pretty close to the beginning, if not the beginning, of Nintendo's life here in the United States. So, um. For us, it's the being able to see those franchises we grew up in newer forms, mm. um, but still holding on to those classics that we, you know, that made us love Nintendo in the first place. For me, like for me, Link to the Past, Nostalgia is, is probably going to make Link to the Past my number one game of all time for a very long time. I don't even Breath of the Wild couldn't take that away. or make that be number one it's up there don't get me wrong but for me a link to the past is my number one game of all time because it's the first game i beat completely and um my first zelda game and all that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. just phenomenal game so the nostalgia plays a key role in that for sure yeah i i i agree wholeheartedly i think i think nostalgia does play a huge part in Nintendo's success. But at the same time, they they handle it tastefully. Uh, A lot of modern media plays to the nostalgia now, right? Like, look at all movies. (laughs) Like, everything coming out is reboots and all that is a stuff, reboot yeah. or sequel to an old movie mm-hmm. and a lot of times it just feels shoehorned like <laughs> hey, here it is where nintendo i feel like iterates on they don't do corny callbacks you, you, like uh, they they're there yeah there are things that uh, recurring themes and things like Zelda. I think like there's, you know, it's a secret to everybody. There's always a character that's going to say something like that, but it's, it, it's just more tactfully done. The elements mm. are there, but they provide something new. And I think that's a really good thing. And they're not just re-releasing the same game over and over again. Yeah. Skyrim. <laughs> right. Playing, playing to nostalgia there, uh, a, a, yeah. a bit hard. I, I, yeah, that, that I think is something Nintendo has 
pretty pretty avoided doing just full on remasters. Well, no, that's not true. I'm thinking Super Mario Bros. comes out on every console. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they I'm, well they make their product. They try to make the products available at some point. Mm-hmm. Not a hundred percent. Obviously, there's things that we all wish they would put out there, and we're waiting for. Um, but for the, their main things, they try to make available on the next console or whatever. So NSO preys on nostalgia. I mean, like the big benefit sure. of that is like, hey, you can play these old games on your Switch for sure. <laughs> I think I think Nintendo definitely uses nostalgia as well because what I've learned over the years and seen uh, through myself and listening to others is there's there's a point where it's Nintendo. Nintendo is your you love Nintendo games. Then you get older and, and you're like, I want something more mature. or I want to do this or that. And Nintendo doesn't provide it. So you move away from Nintendo. Um, or you move away from games completely, or I've heard some stories about that. And then you start a family. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? When I was a kid, I loved video games. So I'm going to introduce my kids to video games. What better company to do that with than Nintendo? So you do that. And then you start playing again, and you find that hey, there's newer versions of these characters I grew up with. I'm going to try those out. And I can play those games I grew up with. I'm going to go back and play those. So Nintendo does very well at that. And like mm-hmm. I said earlier, a lot of times some people want Nintendo to grow up with them. But if they did, we wouldn't be able to come back to it and introduce them to our own kids or the next generation if they did that. Yeah, and it's interesting. I think specifically with what you're talking about, that cycle, I think that may be very specific to uh like your generation uh like yeah kids well, kids actually, growing up in the uh 80s 90s I know. I'm seeing it now though even with the kids that are gotten older like my own kid my mm-hmm. oldest she's 20 she's going to be 28 this year she started with Nintendo Got is away your, from it, going to PC your, games. Your oldest is twenty eight, Tim. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I did not realize <laughs> that you had. That is wild, isn't it crazy? So it's just it wild because, like, uh, that's like my age. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. right. I didn't so, realize. I didn't realize. Yep. That. yep. So, like, she's she played, started off playing Nintendo games. Got away, went to PS. Uh, uh, PC games, PlayStation mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and then has come back to Nintendo games. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I've seen that a lot with with my generation as well. But I I wonder okay. if that will keep happening because I look at like I, I've got younger siblings, right? My my of of all ages, my younger siblings never stopped in, in the gaming. I never did because uh, I'm I'm a Nintendo nerd and have always <laughs> been my whole life, right? But a lot of these kids growing up, like like the post two thousands, and granted, they're just now starting into their like early twenties. Right. Uh, well, that's that's what I'm seeing. My middle daughter, she's seventeen, gonna be eighteen this year. 
start off with Nintendo games is expanded out into the PlayStation PC games as well. And not so much. He still plays Nintendo once in a while, but not, but not um, as much, but not as much. So yeah, I, th- I thought that that would be slowing down just because of where, like how different gaming is. Yeah. You know, I think like it's, it's just like if you're just growing into other genres mm-hmm. that Nintendo doesn't provide. And like I said, too, it may not just be that they want to try other games. It could just be affordability, you know, going off to college and all that kind of stuff. You might play with, you know, friends really? and all that and parties and all that kind of stuff. But you may not be able to afford your own devices or anything like that. Or that might not be an issue yeah. anymore because of us college parents, life. You know, like, yeah. oh, you're going to college here. I'll buy you this PlayStation five to take with you to college, you know, or whatever. Isn't that, isn't that wild that like kids nowadays are growing up with parents that have been gamers their whole life? Right. So it's like totally it's totally different than where I where I grew up. My parents um, like my parents played games when they were younger, like a little bit. Dad mm-hmm. was like on Atari and uh, yeah, my parents had the original Nintendo, but. Most of my growing up memory, I don't remember them playing video games. They weren't gamers. Right. But my kids are growing up with me as a gamer. Your kids mm-hmm. grew up with you being being a gamer, at least most right. most of the time. I know you took a, a a break there in the middle, but yeah, it's wild. It's it's just just it's different how cultures yes. change so much. Anyways, this is like we're going off on a crazy tangent <laughs> here with this question. Yes. I, I I want to sort of answer here. I, I not take up too much time since we're already going kind of late here um but the second half of this question uh appealing to core audience while also attracting new fans and to me i think nintendo has done a really good job of making their games accessible to and especially in recent generations like i look at mario odyssey as an assist mode so that's really accessible for new gamers uh, of all ages mm-hmm. to learn how to play a 3D game. Uh, because, I, and this is my kids, my wife, like really got into gaming with this generation. Right. Uh, and, and I, I'd say when my wife and I were first married, do 3d gaming all that well at all like like the to to control a camera and the character at the same time was was tough but these games are really accessible for that mario odyssey it kind of does it it, you can do both you can move the camera but you can also it will also move automatically to where you're walking and such and sort of eases you in and i think yeah more than ever games not just nintendo games across the board have become way more way less daunting for a newcomer to come in. I agree. So I, I think that that's, that's how they attract new fans and then they tap into their super fans, right? And for you sure. get enough people hyped for the things that you're making, they're going to share that with, with the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and social media, they, it's been brilliant. Uh, this, this button right here, the picture button, the video record button and a camera mode in every game. They know what they're doing. This is right. this is free marketing, free marketing mm-hmm. that they they get from just fans of the series posting everywhere. Agreed. Yeah. 
anything else you want to add before we uh, close out here and move to the next segment? I think I'll leave it at that. I think you made very good points. All right. Well, with that, that ends our community corner. Thanks to everybody who submitted questions. Hey, if you're listening out there and you want to submit a question, you can reach us on any of our social media platforms or join up the Discord where we have great conversations on all this sorts of stuff. Uh, Links to all that are in the description of the episode. Let's move on to our next segment here, the PAL Topic. In today's PAL Topic, we are going to be picking Triforce holders for each of these Nintendo series that are not Zelda. This idea is inspired by our good friends and Chetabow's good friends over at the Nintendo Cartridge Society who did an episode this week where they picked uh, Triforce they, they picked Triforce wielders using characters from other games. Uh, they didn't do it per series. It was, it was done slightly differently. Everybody should go check out that episode. It's a great episode. Uh, Mark, Patrick, great guys. Fantastic episode idea. That's why I'm just yoinking it and, and doing it here. But with our own twist here. So Tim and I are each taking a bunch of Nintendo series and have picked three characters from the that one series. So if the Triforce existed in this universe, these are the wielders of the Triforce. Does that make sense? So what, what do we know about the Triforce? Triforce is made up of wisdom, courage, and power. They each embody one of the spirits, uh, the goddesses of Hyrule. Uh, and when all form together, grant the user a wish, unlimited power, or what you know, whatever is convenient to the plot of that game. Good or bad, it's Good a or wish bad. they can do. If the wielder of the Triforce is corrupt, the pieces of the Triforce pick a vessel and occupy that vessel, that person that most embodies that thing. Uh, and so in Zelda, it's typically Ganondorf wielding the Triforce of Power, Link the Triforce of Courage, and Zelda the Triforce of Wisdom. Um, or it, or the Triforce is its own separate thing somewhere else. <laughs> or in Wind Waker, it's bro- the Triforce of Courage is broken into all these pieces and buried in the ocean. <laughs> but we're just picking like a person to represent each of those, essentially from each of these each of these series so tim i'll let you go first uh pick pick one of the game series that that you have here and who you picked okay um i'll start in order of the list that you gave me so starting with splatoon um oh good the random order that i gave because it's totally random (laughs) (laughs) all right splatoon this one i had is i just went with the most fun and most obvious because i with like if splatoon 3 were to do a splat fest, I would put oh, Big Man on power, <laughs> Shiver on courage, and Fry on wisdom. It's so obvious. Are we? We're gonna get this right. This they has to, to be. This. this has to be. To do this. A promo during the Tears of the Kingdom release time window, right? For sure. They need to do this for sure. Yes. That's a I good. Think- I did. I that, this did not occur to me at all. <laughs> I don't know how it did not occur to me at all. But that's such a good pick. Those are the three I would pick for that. It doesn't really line up with the other picks I've done through the other games, but I, that was the most fun. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, just be like, oh, you, they're good. They have to do this. Yeah. Platoon 3, you got Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Platoon 3 is out and they're doing Splatfest. 
I could see them doing like a Splatfest in April or even May, you know, for Link, um, for Zelda. Um, I, I like it. Uh, my first series that I will tap into is Pokemon. This one, this one is tough. So I'm like, well, do I pick like trainer characters, human characters? Do I pick Pokemon? There are a lot of trio Pokemon, legendary trio Pokemon, uh, throughout the series. And I ended up going with the generation three legendaries and their trio. And I have Kyogre for wisdom. Groudon for power and Rayquaza for courage. A lot of symbolism here that spills over to the Zelda lore that just fits, right? Like, it makes sense. Like, Ganondorf is typically associated with fire in a, in a lot of the games. He has like fire type stuff going down. Um, green Rayquaza, uh, and, and he is. He has a dragon sky. It, 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 it just feels right with Link. That feels right. And then water, I don't know why, is just usually associated with, with wisdom, right? Yes. Um, oh, yes. Third Circle says Din is uh, associated with fire. Furore is wind. Yeah. Like, like, the, like the, the, those pieces all fit, uh, except for wisdom. But wisdom, water just feels right. I don't, I don't know. So, so I felt Sounds like... good to me. I felt like <laughs> if... There's a Pokemon equivalent to Triforce wielders. It's those three among That's, all their legendaries. I like it. I like it. And I envision when I was doing these, I envision that if there was any type of crossover game that any of these could possibly fit, I'm sure then it'd be kind of fun. Like mm-hmm. crossover world type thing where these people end up with the Triforce or the parts of the Triforce. Yeah, some of these, so. some of these, you have to get pretty creative with. <laughs> yeah, it's true, but they'd be fun. But yeah, it it would be super fun. <laughs> All right, well, All hit right. us up with your next with your next pick for the Triforce. Sure. Next one is Donkey Kong. Uh, this one was also fun, uh, and I figured that uh, the power, and I think the theme of this going forward for my other picks is going to be the uh, the bad guy essentially is going to have power. Mm -hmm. So King K rule is going to have power here in Donkey Kong. Uh, And then who ends up with courage and wisdom, Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong. That'd be courage, you know, for Diddy and wisdom for Dixie. I like it. It's a good pick. And then, cause I I was toying with the idea of should Donkey Kong have it? And I was like, you know what? Nah, he's not even the main character in half those games. So he's, he's, (laughs) he can be like the King Hyrule type role. Yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Disrespect to cranky Kong's wisdom says Sam. (laughs) Uh, You know what? And I toyed with that too. That was actually the first thing I wrote down was wisdom was cranky Kong. But then I was like, no, I'm going to go with Dixie. (laughs) Because there's a healing. Wisdom has the healing factor, I think, too. So, And I thought Dixie fit that for it's, that. It's so hard to define. Like, Wisdom, I feel like, is the hardest one to define of the three. But that's yeah. f- from the exercise I've been going through here. Because it's like, Zelda is such a different character game to game. Yeah. You know, sometimes Damsel Distress, sometimes Headstrong, major character. 
sometimes regal, sometimes normal. Some like it, it's that's so what it, makes it, it can, the story indifferent, yeah, right? It can t- it can embody a lot of things, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my next one, this one, this one's this one's an interesting one. I got Animal Crossing next. So for the Triforce of Wisdom, I picked Isabel. I feel like that that fits. Isabel is the giver of information. Mm-hmm. That's sort of her. Uh, that's that's her role. She's she's kind of a guide character and also plays a major role in a lot of the in the recent games. Mm-hmm. For courage, I'm going with KK Slider nice. because he has always been the uh, stand up to the big industry music kind of guy. <laughs> so he's 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 All there right. to fight the power, man, and. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't really. I, I Nobody else made sense to me. <laughs> That's like a staple to the series. I All struggled. Right. I struggled with power because I was like, I don't want to put Tom Nook here. I don't want to do it. Okay. So I didn't. Tom Nook is not here. Tom right. Nook. Tom Nook gets the Triforce of Money. Through Sam. <laughs> I put Rover. Rover is the cat character that greets you at the beginning of a lot of games. Very mysterious uh, and seemingly aware that, hey, this is a video game that you're playing. And like very, very a very powerful character in the lore of Animal Crossing, in my mind. Okay. He could, that makes sense because he could be like that role of that character. I forget the name of the character in uh, Link Between Worlds that resurrected Gandalf and kind of embodied Gandalf. Gan- Gandalf? Gandalf, Gan- sorry. Ganondorf. Gandalf, Ganondorf, sorry. <laughs> Ganondorf, Gandalf, you know. <laughs> the, the wizard with the G, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Could be, could be. I, I, I could see Rover as someone who, who is, like, extremely powerful. Uh, in chat here, Sam suggests Rossetti. That's, that's, a, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I don't know, but he doesn't have any power. He's just there. He's got the helicopter now. He's like a sage. Rossetti's like the sage. He he plays the role of uh, the owl. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that's my Animal Crossing picks. Nice. I like how creative that was. That was well, good. there's not really a villain in Animal Crossing, right? <laughs> so I can't just like go, oh yeah, let's uh, and then let's just right. throw the villain character in here. People will say Tom <laughs> Nook's a villain. I heartily disagree. Tom Nook is a hero. He gives you a zero interest loan that you don't have to pay back anytime soon. I mean, yep. you can take your as much time as you need. He's a hero. He's he's a philanthropist <laughs> that uses his money for good. Yes. Anywho. All right. So mine is Star Fox. My next one is Star Fox. And um, wisdom I have is Crystal. Because actually, she's also telepathic. I don't know if in all oh. the games, but I know she is mm. in one of them. And I think Wisdom had that characteristic in it in it as well. Courage, Fox McCloud. Yeah. Uh, has to be, I think. I think so. And then Power, I picked Andros. Not you, Andros. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he just fits so, yes. so perfectly for the, because that's like his whole motive is he just wants to gain more power and conquer everything yes that, that one, one 
that one seemed like it was the easiest out of the ones out of the list you gave me yeah. next to Metroid, I think. Yeah, I think I think these other ones. Uh, yeah, Metroid also might be pretty easy. Uh, my next game, I, I had to I had struggles with this one. My next game is my next series is Kirby. So. For the Triforce of Wisdom, I am picking Meta Knight. Okay. Meta Knight, I feel like, is a very wise character. He's a, a very sage-like character that also does battle. Uh, and I am completely pulling from the animated series Kirby right back at you, which I don't believe is canon, <laughs> but he is just, that's like, he is the sage character in that show. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> for the Triforce of Power, I did not go with King DDD. I put Kirby as the Triforce of Power. Interesting. Okay. The reason for that is because Kirby just is the ultimate powerful being in this universe. Like, like in the True. world of Kirby, like he is, he, he embodies True. power. Yes. Uh, more so than any other thing. And, and I don't feel like Kirby is a courageous character. I, I would not describe him as courageous. I would describe him as like happy go lucky, like a, a weapon of mass destruction. That is just a happy little guy. You know, like, like that's, that's what Kirby is. He's not yeah. a link like character. He's a very different character. And so for the link like character, I'm going to go with, uh, for the Triforce of Courage, Bandana Waddle Dee. Cause he stands right. out. He stands out. He's a courageous Waddle Dee. He's a, he's different than the rest of the Waddle Dees. And, uh, that's why I think he fits. Those are great picks. I like that. Presto's here in chat. Uh, if he's listening, I, I hope you approve of that. Because Presto's Presto's a resident Kirby fan, so yep. I I, th I, th I think I did good there. I I'm 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 pretty proud of thinking outside I'm, of the I'm box, impressed. putting like Kirby Kirby in the Triforce of Power. It keeps everybody on their toes for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and King DDD is just King Hyrule, man. I I thought about putting him in for wisdom, honestly, but then I was like, they just sort of portray him as this like goofy goofball, you know. <laughs> But yeah. he 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 does have a lot of he does have a lot of like in in the games a lot more wisdom, yeah. Than it appears, yeah. Going back to your Animal Crossing one, did you see what Maddie Beth said? Isabel is the villain of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> the Triforce of Power goes to Isabel. Yes. Um, all right. So my next one is Fire Emblem. This one was harder. The Fire Emblem and the next one, Xenoblade Chronicles, was harder for me because oh, I am. These I'm cover are, Fire Emblem's huge, by like They're you both, have a lot yes. of characters to pick from. Xenoblade's yes. a little more narrowed down, but but I'm just a casual person, a player of these games. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is actually my first time actually getting through a game, a full it's, Fire Emblem it, game. That's more than that's more than me. I haven't played either, <laughs> uh, and I haven't touched any Chronicles games. Uh, I, I own them. I just haven't touched them because they're super long games. Again, you, did that's research. more than me. <laughs> I did my research. Uh, All right. I, I do not. Hopefully I don't make anybody mad with my picks. So for Fire Emblem, I picked for Wisdom, uh, Noe from Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, 
she seemed like an appropriate character that uh, had some uh, some from what I read, some showings of wisdom throughout uh, Awakening. So I picked her there. Courage. I picked Marth. Everybody knows Marth. Yeah, I think. Uh, and he's been through the first game and several games. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like a key figure in Fire Emblem. That's that's uh, easy in easy casting. Uh, power. I picked Grima, who is also from Awakening. Grima the Fell Dragon, uh, six, who successfully took over the world in one version of a future in the Awakening game, I guess. So it was a successful villain, essentially, but and caused maybe some time travel. Again, I didn't play these games, so I'm guessing at this. That feels very Ganon like. So but yeah, Grimma, the fell dragon would be the one who would want the power. Fell dragons are a recurring villain. In yes. Fire Emblem series. So I, I mean, yeah. I, it, so it there's fit. a fell dragon in my game right now. So, yeah, it fits <laughs> engage with the Ganondorf meta of reincarnation yes. and, and re like every series would come back. And so that's why I felt good about that pick. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like those. Those are, I think those are good. I, I, we had Sam here in chat. Sam, Sam, Sam can maybe give his thumbs up. Yeah. You know, there, there's too many series. You know, I'm looking at the, like the whole list of Nintendo series uh, between the two of us. We're, we're doing 12, like okay. six each. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, it's wild to me that there's like 12 of these games, 12 of these series. Uh, okay. And there yeah, are Robin for wisdom. Sam says, yeah, there are a couple that I've just like, I've never played a game in this series. <laughs> Fire <laughs> Emblem and Xenoblade are those, those couple for me. Well, when I was searching up wisdom, so, cause like Sam said, uh, Robin for wisdom is basically, I was, using some keywords like who showed the most wisdom in the fire emblem game <laughs> that's what came up was no i no we yeah so yeah i thought maybe you'd go with ike for power just because it, like he's renowned as really strong but i think the fell, yes. dra- the fell dragon picks way better yeah i thought I'd, i would have to go with a fell dragon in that one because that one was the most successful fell dragon i guess from what i read i went with that one Grimm. soren is a good pick for wisdom too so robin soren yeah. Yep. And and, and again, it's like for power. Actually, it's like different different characters because Fire Emblem has these like recurring roles and characters that fit those roles. It fits. It fits well. But I think Marth is a good pick for like Marth is a good pick for courage. And courage. Uh, gosh, I've already forgotten the name Grimma. of the fell, Grimma the Fell Dragon. Yeah. Um, wisdom. I think that that could just insert wisdom character from each game here because <laughs> right. that one's not quite as i could recurring. probably put a divine dragon in there too so for the wisdom so uh, any of the divine dragon characters all right so. well for me my next game is the mario series super mario for power bowser yeah, i think this is an an, an easy pick for courage, I am picking Luigi because that's sort of his. I mean, he's he's known as a coward, but like that, that's sort of his defining character trait is that he overcomes the cowardice. Yes, to do the thing. I like it. Uh, and then for wisdom, I 
decided to go with Rosalina. Okay. Rosalina as as like the wisdom character because I just feel like that fits the best. Okay. Could have gone with you know Bowser Mario Peach, but I don't feel like Mario really embodies any piece of the Triforce. I I, I don't think he does. I think he is right. a support to helping you know, the Triforce, right? And I think I think when sure. when it comes down to the wire and it's a battle for the the true forces. Uh, of the mushroom kingdom it's luigi that comes in steps up to the the plate. all right if i'm okay giving wisdom to a villain maybe kamek yeah but i i do feel like rosalina fits this well fits this really well because the the regal the the sort of magical the sort of mm-hmm. knowing just her character very cool did you say the power Bowser. Bowser. It is Bowser. Bowser. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So no, Bowser, that, that one's an e- that's the easy pick. <laughs> All right. Bowser, Luigi, and Rosalina. Gotcha. All right. I missed that. All right. Cool. And this actually when we talk when we were talking about doing cross between worlds, I think would be the most fun to see. Like a the Mario franchise crossover to the Legend of Zelda franchise in some yeah. crazy Nintendo game that they create or whatever. Or even if it was like what I thought you were originally asking, if they plucked certain characters from different franchises and put them in the Zelda world and they mm-hmm. each had a role in it, I thought I thought that would be interesting to do. Yeah, that's similar to what uh, the Nintendo Cartridge Society did for, for their Triforce pick. So gotcha. If All you right. want that episode, go listen to their show. It's a good show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So the other one that was hard was Xenoblade Chronicles because I... Again, I I haven't played any of them. Uh, maybe a little bit of one. I can't remember what it was. So, but anyways, uh, more research on that one. So I went with um, for wisdom and with uh, Mayo from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, oh, that's the guy to... with glasses, right? I'm trying to remember what that character is. Jeez, Pete's. I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, we, we're, <laughs> w- listen, we consistently upset Xenoblade fans <laughs> on this show. That's just. That's part of the show. All right. So no, it's not. That's Tay. No, no, that's I'm, the lady with the cat ears. So yeah, that's right. I picked her because of of wisdom. Because uh, what I read was that she's in her tenth um year before her she dies i forget what they actually called it but she mm-hmm. you know in that game they only live for so long they know when they're gonna die um she's in there in the 10th she feels very stage Ze- of it yeah she feels very zelda like from from the bits i've seen so and make, this she seemed like somebody who would be very wise and actually from what i read she grows as well through the story um so i thought that was a very interesting pick so I went with that's that good. one. That's a good one. It's a good one. And then uh, I picked... Or it's not. From... I don't know. I'm not a Xenoblade guy. I, don't know. <laughs> I tried to pick one from each of the, the three, by by the way. So uh, for I'm going to skip over to Power. I picked Malos from Xenoblade 2 because all he wants to do is party, apparently. <laughs> so that's why I picked him. Um, and... I just thought he was a very interesting character. Let's see, Malos, it was... Is he in this list here that I got it from? 
just overall characters, just. I guess his design character, everybody enjoyed the way he looked and uh, the way he talked, the, the the voice actor who played him did very well and stuff like that. And he just seemed like, you know, just his ultimate goal was just the party, I guess. <laughs> so he's just he just wants the ultimate power just so he can party. <laughs> so that's why I thought you'd get power courage. I picked okay. Shulk. I picked right. Shulk. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This. So good. Very I, I don't think pick. there's any explanation need for that one. It's Shulk. <laughs> it, what's interesting is they in, in the Xenoblade series, I mean, they, they have these like all powerful deity type things. Um, and I think I think in the second game specifically, there's. You're getting raided. Oh, hey, thank you so much for the raid. It's Fedorable. Fedorable Will recommended a raid to Chats with Cat, I'm assuming. Welcome. Thank you, Chats with Cat. Thank you so much for the raid. Appreciate you. Wait. We're we're in the middle of recording episode 137 of the Nintendo Pals podcast um, with special guest Tim from the Nintendo Dads. Uh, And we are recasting. Recasting? We are... Picking wielders of the Triforce in different Nintendo series. Yes. So just finished Xenoblade Chronicles. Let's move to the uh, next next game in the series here. Um, I'm I'm skipping one because I I don't have all of my things figured out for that one yet. I'm thinking on the fly as we're talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to Pikmin next. Okay. So there's not a lot of characters in Pikmin. <laughs> i don't know if you knew this uh but there's not there's not a ton of characters it's it's a lot of out of all the games that one sounds like it's the toughest one to pick probably so what i am going to do here is i'm putting olimar for the triforce of courage okay. uh it's i mean he's he's the adventurer that appears in every game in the series at least in some capacity and he's an adventurer and also very duty driven because he works he's just working for his boss to collect items <laughs> yes feels feels right uh for the triforce of wisdom i'm gonna pick alf who's the protagonist of the third game okay uh, and that's just because he's an engineer and i was like smart wisdom engineering and Main character. I like it. I like it. Then for power, I, this was hard. I'm going to go with the plat. I I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The plasm wraith. There is a recurring wraith character through the series. That it's not confirmed that it's the same character, but it's it. The Plasm Wraith is the final boss of, of, I was going to say Xenoblade, (laughs) Pikmin 3, not Xenoblade 3. And it's just this big gold monster. (laughs) It feels very Calamity Ganon. Okay, I like it. And and that's, that's why I'm going with it. And it also has this like weird, almost psychonetic type stuff going on with it. So mm. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna see the return of the Wraith in 
Pikmin 4. And maybe that that's what's causing, you know, that blood moon rising effect that happens at night <laughs> maybe who knows maybe who i knows? like it good job there, good there you go what, what's your next triforce cast all right the last one i have is metroid and uh i had a lot of fun with this one too hopefully i don't disappoint mecca in my choices uh, or micah excuse me um <laughs> mecca mecca I, I didn't know he had a, a horse in the game there Micah. So, you know, Mecha Micah. Is Mecha Micah. Very close, so. <laughs> All right. So Metroid. I picked uh, for Wisdom. I picked Adam Melkovich, who was the commander, uh, commanding officer in the Galactic Federation Force and then later became an, an AI. This is 100% who I would have cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad, Adam the AI. Yep. 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 That's Wisdom. Courage Samus. I just right off the bat, I had to go with that. Oh, and then you were going to for- go with baby Metroid for that one. I <laughs> missed opportunity. Oh, geez. I already <laughs> messed up <laughs> in power. I picked Ridley. Ridley so. is, is the Metroid equivalent of Ganondorf. I yeah, mean, just constantly just there. Never dies. Problems. <laughs> never dies. Reincarnates a billion times. <laughs> yes. Yeah uh that's that those are good picks that's exactly what i would have picked for for all of those yep. sam says maybe pick a chozo for wisdom maybe a quiet robe that makes sense yeah you could you could uh but i i do feel like adam plays more of the wisdom role in the games because he's just he's the guide character uh straight up uh, in and the, he also, you know, spoilers, he, he gives himself up uh, and, you know, dies. I don't think Zelda actually dies, but, you know, there's t- things she does to try to save others, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but and Adam does, you know. Doesn't want Samus to die, so he gives up his life in a couple situations, so. All right. Well, uh, this this last one here, Tim, I'm probably gonna need your help with because I, I I I'm struggling here. This is this is you know one of my favorite series. Okay. Uh, it is the Wii series, the Wii brand of games. Wii Sports, Wii Party, Wii Play. Oh wow. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. I, so there's an easy way we can do this. And then, of course, there's a hard way, which is what you're struggling with. I'm going the hard way. Yeah, the easy okay. way is we it's just whatever me you want to make. <laughs> yeah, the easy way is we do the Metopia thing and then you create your own friends oh, into those Metopia characters, though. Those are. Well, yeah, well, those are all. Yeah, wait, no, none of those. You are just consistent. create your own. You just, you know, put your me, me friends in those character situations and. That's what you do for the week yeah so so, so sam, friends in those situations sam called the only one i could figure out and that's the triforce of power is matt the okay. the the you, you know matt he was who's always like the final <laughs> the final boss in every Wii sports game <laughs> matt matt the me uh yes. th- there are other characters that appear through the series i don't know exactly where they would fit you have phil the party host or we party um okay. monita 
the monitor for Nintendo Land. Maybe Mon Monita could be Wisdom? Okay. Because she, she's very informational. Like that's, that's her whole job is to teach you how to do everything. <laughs> right. I don't love it, but I, I feel like that's probably the best I'm going to come up with for a character there. And then I just can, I cannot think of who I would put in this role for, for courage, the Triforce of Courage across the Wii series. Maybe that one is just a me. That that one's just that's a me. Just you. That that one's just that's you. Just you. <laughs> I, I I'm 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 okay doing that for that one. We'll cop out for the Triforce of Courage. <laughs> is okay. just me. Woohoo Island is a character. Remember, <laughs> woo all of Woohoo Island uh, is is what we'll we'll put, we'll put for that one. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So that that's it. We've we've cast we've cast the Triforce across across the Nintendo verse, and had a good time doing it. Yes, that uh, and that that that's a wrap on on this episode of Nintendo Plus Podcast. So uh, thanks so much to everybody who who's tuned in for everybody participating in the live uh, recording here, and for the raid that we received uh, from. I don't want to mess up your name here. Chats with Cat. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Tim, where can people find you on the internet? Sure. Uh, you can find me personally anywhere by just putting in Neo Prime. That's Neo like the Matrix Prime, like Optimus 33. I'm everywhere on the internet under that name or even as a gamer ID usually. Uh, but most importantly, you can find me on in the Nintendo Dads podcast. You can search Nintendo Dads and any of the major uh, social medias as well, or even your podcast or YouTube or whatever, and you'll find all about the Nintendo Dads there. Or just go to nintendodads.org, um, and you can connect with not just me, but uh, all of the content we have there from all the dads and our content creators. So... Thank you so much for having me on, Andros. It was a lot of fun. I missed Micah not being here, my Metroid brother. But, Thanks uh, for covering for him. Uh, you know, he's, you know. Thanks for having me on. These these sick days are getting out of hand, Micah. We need, <laughs> need to come back. Um, but you can find me on the internet as well. I am at Andros One on all platforms: uh, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter. Um, you can find find me by looking up andros1 um if you want to follow the show you can do that by checking out nintendo pals on all the social medias um and we're on all the podcast listening apps and youtube uh, if you want to check out the video version of the podcast you can find that on youtube and also on spotify so uh if you you're curious you've been listening to the audio version you're like what do these guys look like um you want us to break your screen a little bit you can uh check out the video version of the podcast on on those platforms break your screen being we we will we're so horrifyingly ugly that we at least me not tim i, I feel that, like oh, me no. and micah that, me and micah not tim my face is made for radio as they say <laughs> he has a glorious beard everybody you gotta come gotta come watch the video version so you can check that out and his Not cool hat as good as seth seth 
no, well, everybody. Nobody can compete with. I cannot compete with. Nobody Seth can Sambir. compete with Seth. Uh, and we also have a Patreon. Nintendo Pals, <laughs> NintendoPals.com, Patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals, not, not the other way around. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Nintendo Pals, where for as little as $3, you can be a part of the fantastic closer that we have to every episode, which is the Patreon shout out, the Patreon Pokey Rap, which we'll close with right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out our pals over on Patreon. LPD Rizzle, Retrologic Day. You dog gamer, Slim Tour Spanish, and Solo Something Brian. And Little Miss Seven and Cosmic. Catch him, catch him, gotta catch him all. Gotta catch him all. Patreon. K-Mackatine, Thirst Jungle Smoke, Tim the Nintendo Daddle, and Seth Sturgis, Monkey Thunder, Purple Biotis, Dat Fast John, and Lava Plays 2. Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all! Yeah! Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all! Yeah! Gotta catch them all, Patreon! Let's get 150 or more, yeah, please. To be a Patreon donut is your destiny! Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you next episode. Bye-bye.